This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. Hi, I'm Cristina Cano with Look West. With me is Gabriel Ortega, a coworker of mine and video editor in our media unit. Hi, Gabe. Hello. Hi, Christina. You put together a new, in his own words, video about Anthony Rendon's life leading up to him becoming Speaker of the Assembly. What did you learn about him? Well, you know, usually I am looking at him through the viewfinder of my camera when we're doing interviews with him about the Assembly or legislation. But this time, um, I was able to get a different perspective about him. You know, I was able to see that he was just an ordinary kid growing up in East L.A. with hardworking middle-class parents. So that was something that resonated with myself because it was basically my experience as well. Uh, Did anything surprise you? What surprised me is that he wasn't a very good student. And it's actually encouraging to know that someone who wasn't very good in high school, you know, got past college and got a good career and is now the Speaker of the Assembly. Thanks, Gabe. So now, in his own words, let's find out more about this first-generation Mexican kid from L.A. who is now Speaker Anthony Rendon. I never envisioned myself being Speaker of the Assembly. I never envisioned myself uh, being a member of the Assembly. I'm I'm fairly certain there was a point late in my life uh, where I wasn't really sure what, you know, the the Assembly actually was. I grew up primarily in Montebello and in Whittier, uh, very working class communities. My dad always worked a full-time job and one or two part-time jobs. He always had a weekend job and uh, a job at night. My mom, who had four kids, she was at home taking care of us. Around junior high, she went to the local uh, Catholic uh, elementary school to be a, a teacher's aide. So it was a very working class background. Neighborhood is a suburban neighborhood, predominantly Latino. There's also communities where the need was greatest. And obviously there was something about those communities that resonated with, uh, with my personal story, with my family. The immigrant experience is something that I recognized in, in our own family background as well. It was always interesting around Christmas time in East LA to drive around and to see how people's front yards are decorated. It was interesting to go to cemeteries and see how incredibly ornately The graves uh, in in Latino cemeteries tend to be for somebody who likes community, um, but who also who likes art. It was I found it fascinating. You know, I go to a a coffee shop in the district, and the owner has this little sort of credo up on the wall, and he says, you know, we're we're Mexican, so we we love Frida Kahlo, and we love soccer, and we love blah blah blah, but. We all grew up here, so we love the Brady Bunch and we love the Dodgers and all that kind of stuff too. So, I mean, there was always this sort of combination of um, being a part of a subculture within and amongst uh, another culture. You know, I grew up in those communities, so I think I shared a lot of the similar expectations, similar worldviews as the as the folks who grew up in those communities. Uh, I think our our Whatever shared experiences we had um, caused me to, to end up being who I am. I was not a very good student. I uh, didn't have much of an academic background, and I realized I needed to do something different. I never thought I'd graduate from college, and then you graduate from college and you think, oh, that wasn't, wasn't so hard. And then you get sort of a professional job and you think, oh, I can do that too, and I can pay my own rent and I can even go to graduate school. 
that you can, there's all these sort of steps that build confidence. I had an older sister who did everything before I did. She went to college first. She went traveling internationally first. Um, she had a professional job first. And in looking at her, I always thought, you know, it's, it's within the realm of possibility. I think those role models uh, allow those things to happen. I very much considered myself an activist, particularly around issues uh, involving early childhood education, uh, issues around criminal justice reform, also first-time offender, at-risk youth, gang prevention programs in East Los Angeles. I've been reading different histories of California, and that really begins to resonate. When you do all that reading and then step foot on the floor, you realize how privileged you are and how in some ways, how incredibly um, impossible it all seems. My route was a long one and an arduous one, but it was one that I know other people can achieve. Our thanks to speaker Rendon for sharing his story with us. I'm Christina Cano with Look West. Thanks for listening. The Look West podcast is produced by the California Assembly Democrats. When you think of California and politics, remember to look west. <laughs>